Yeah. Yeah, what's going on, man? Um, This is episode uh, nine and a half. We're calling it 9.5? Yeah, sounds about right. 9.5. So you would have listened to episode nine mm. uh, of Beer at Banner with the uh, with the banter on deck and the drinking. This this episode's a bit special to us. It's going to be a special one for Cal and for us just to reflect on everything that's been going on the last month or so while we ain't been recording. Um, there's, you know, some personal things and then what's been going on with the world in uh, Manchester, London, and and then the, the tragedy in uh, West London. And then also we're going to touch on uh, an artist that was close to our hearts and our listeners' hearts, uh, Prodigy from Mob Deep. So, yeah, man, this one's going to be... Uh, we're going to keep the banter flowing, but obviously it's a bit more deep as well. So, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Um, don't forget the social media, IngsLT. At CalSerious, that's K-A-L-S-E-R-E-O-U-S-Z. And uh, please make sure you subscribe, share, and uh, if you're touching on any things that you can relate to, hopefully it's getting you through your difficult time or you can relate. So, yeah, man, take it away. I do like Drake, but I don't want to get into a Drake vibe right now. Yeah, it's not that. It's uh, more it's good. Cheers, brother. Cheers, man. Okay, man. So, you know, I've kind of had one of these... Uh, I've come to that stage in life that we will have to come to one day. Where um, I've lost my old dear, I've lost my mom. Rest in peace, mom. Um, her name was Beatrice Aku Wadro. Um, and uh, she was born in 1950. That was the sunrise, and the sunset was in 2017. Um, you know, she, she was a really sweet woman. She was really sweet. And uh, everybody absolutely loved her. Um, you know, she uh, she was a person who had a big heart and just, you know, she took loads of people in as her own. Mm-hmm. Um, I can vouch for that and your friends can vouch for that. Yeah. Um, like lots of my friends, she used to call them son and they used to call her mum. And she was like that with loads of people. So she's someone who touched a lot of lives and will truly be missed. Um, so I feel like it's only right to kind of just uh, try to remember her, you know. And um, she was a nurse. She trained as a nurse in Ghana. And then she got married to my dad and came over here in the 70s. And uh, shortly after, uh, she gave birth to my older brother in 79. And um, she had a long career working in the NHS as a nurse. Um, healing the public she was a a great public servant um and uh you know she she is the person who taught me the most about life she uh she gave me all of my reasoning and the the sense that I do have although I don't show that sense as much as I should do <laughs> um I think uh boys don't always listen to their moms do they no no they find that the hard way sometimes <laughs> yeah sometimes it's like that um, but uh, at least I do know better, you know, even when I'm wrong, I know when I should be right. And it's her that taught me right from wrong. Um, you know, she was a great cook. Like Mum used to really throw down in the kitchen, man. And um, so when I do my little hip hop chef business or whatever, I guess I'm just kind of trying to emulate uh, what my mum used to be able to pull off with complete mastery. What was her, what was her main dish? What was her, what was your favorite dish? That mum would throw uh, down the jollof, of course. Mum's jollof Come was on. the best. If you ever tasted my mum's jollof, you know. 
and uh, she used to do a mean Sunday roast as well. Mm. And her curry, her curries were serious. Like she would do like a a curry goat that was banging, real peppery and spicy. Mm. Um, and uh, her funeral was on the fifteenth of June. And uh, so we were born and raised in Leytonstone, uh, her children, and uh, we had the ceremony just up the road from Leytonstone um, at the uh, City of London Cemetery, uh, kind of a manor park area. And uh, it was emotional, it was a crematorium. Um, I said a few words at the service. Um, Yeah, it was <laughs> it was very emotional. Uh, just sort of looking up and seeing all of the friends and family in the room, and uh, the sermon from the pastor was 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 really touching. Mm. Uh, and the funeral director as well. He said a few words at the end of the service, um, and uh, you know, I kind of left with the feeling that although I've lost my mum, I've gained a lot. Um, I've gained a lot of family uh, that I wasn't related to uh, that will always be there and um, uh, I, I was actually reunited with uh, a long lost niece of mine wow. uh, shout out to Candice uh, looking forward to getting to know you a lot better and um, yeah, it was a bit bittersweet like I say that I, I lost my mum but then I've, I've gained another niece mm. um, 27 years old she is wow. literally haven't seen her since she was about 7 Okay, that's crazy. It is crazy. I think you introduced her. Uh, was she the one who and did she accidentally uh, smash a glass in the uh, at the at the, at the wake at the at the evening? It's quite possible. I don't quite remember that. I was getting turned off. Yeah, he was drinking. <laughs> he was he was drinking. Yeah. Um, I think you introduced us to Anise, but you know, with with death comes comes life. Mm. So with the dark comes the light. So you know, that's one thing to take from it. Yeah. Um, it was tough, man. It was tough going through it. Um, she was ill for quite some time. Um, it was about five years. Um, so it was quite tough. And, uh, you know, uh, her, she raised me as a Christian. Uh, I used to go to church when I was a kid uh, with my mom and my family. And, um, you know, those kind of lessons stick with me. And that belief that she helped to instill in me sticks with me. And it's comforting me now because now I believe that she's gone to a better place and you know she's much better for it obviously she's probably just listening to her favourite music right now bubbling <laughs> out with her favourite people with my auntie Nancy rest in peace auntie Nancy uh, they were the best of friends my mum and, and Nancy were uh, so I'm sure they're together uh, drinking uh, some brandy she used to love a bit of a cognac <laughs> bit of Corbusier Good taste. Oh, for sure. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure she's having a great time and still watching over me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. To mum. To mum. R.I.P. I met your mum a few times. Always, uh, always, um, you know, welcoming. And when you were playing your music loud or mixing, or when we were recording in your bedroom and doing the record, she'd pop her head in and, you know, keep an eye on what's going on and. You know, you're a musical family with your, with your younger brother and your older brother, obviously, and mm. um, she maintained that house. And yeah, man, big respect uh, to you and your family. Our condolences, obviously. 
like Andrew and I give our condolences. I could come. I came to the to the evening to the wake and and saw everyone. It was um, nice to see you, bro. Thanks for coming through. Hey, man. listen, it's the least I could do, man. Um, always never easy, never easy. You know, people have had losses. Andrew's friends lost their mum and dad within seven months. Um, wow, sorry to hear. That's okay, man. And um, you know, life life does go on, man. You know, everyone's had everyone's had uh, losses in their life, but when you lose your mum, I mean, I've, I've, I'm lucky enough to have my mum. Lost my dad when I was seven, so uh, it's hard. But you know, you gotta use it, use the strength and build on it. And like you, like you said, man, they're watching over you. They, they, they're not gone anywhere. And if you believe in, if you believe in the, you know, heaven and spiritual spirits and spiritual world and whatnot, and 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 then they're never far away. Mm. And their positive energy will will guide you and guide us. For sure, man. Um, sorry to hear that you lost your pops at such a young age. Um, how did you cope with that? Do you remember at all what what that was like? Uh, I know for me, being an adult, it's obviously it's a lot easier to take such a loss, although it's never easy. Yeah. Um, you know, you understand these things quite well, mm. and um, you know, I, I've had my moments. I've been a bit depressed. You know the ones where like you just you just don't want to get out of bed, you just don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think that's natural, and you go through that, and you can't fight that. Mm. Uh, I mean, I haven't experienced that as an adult. I've only experienced losing grandparents, mm. uh, which is inevitable. You know that you sort of you come round to it that once they hit seventy, eighty, ninety, you yeah. know, if they're lucky enough to push on, that you know that that they go peacefully, and you and you and you hope it's is. It's with everyone over them. But as a child, um, and this is for our listeners, if if you've ever lost anyone, uh, you know, our condolences and, you know, hope this is helping you or, you know, hopefully we're touching topics that, that's helping you get through moments or if ever you want to hit, uh, hit us up or reach out, please let us do. But as a child, I think, you know, the strength was with my mum who you've met uh, over the years. Um, Absolutely lovely lady Yeah thank you Yeah And just uh, You know you need the family there But mainly her And just keeping it together And I think I'm trying to think man As a child it's like You don't quite comprehend Like you know You're aware of of life and death And and, and loss And I saw the body We had an open casket in the house Mm. So when I was living in Leighton In the living room We had him there Open casket and a hole I remember the whole street coming out And mad And I sat in the front of her the um, what's the car? The uh, the funeral car. Yeah, the funeral car. Oh, was it like a limo you were in? No, it was a. Uh, what's it called? There's an official name with the hearse. No, it's got the hearse in it. And hmm. anyway, and then uh, buried him, and uh, I don't know, man. It's just like emptiness. Hmm. That's a good word, man. It's emptiness that isn't. Um, It's it's tough to describe, isn't it? It's tough. It is tough. Um, emptiness, sorrow. You know, you feel sorry for yourself a bit, but um, it's the people that help to pick you up. Um, I think what's been crazy for me is living by myself. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I did spend some time uh, being with my brothers and being around my family, um, which which is really good. You know, uh, being strong for each other. But then, you know, at some point, life has to go on. You have to get back on with things. Yeah, you have and, to keep it moving, um, man. On your heart, I suppose it's 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 hard as well because you're you're 
confined within the four spaces of like your house mm. and then you haven't at the minute you know you might not have a partner to bounce off of or you're not living with anyone per se so excuse me you're sort of you're fighting with your own faults exactly a lot of time too much time yeah to think yeah and, but um, then you need that man but you know you're you're mm. you and i are both you know you're you're safe knowing that you know she's they're at peace and mm. you did everything you could do and the the NHS or the health service or the people looking after them did everything they could do and um yeah you know that they, you know they might have been in pain but they weren't like suffering to the point of where people have suffered recently which we're going to touch on shortly mm. um so you know and they're in God's hands that's it man um yeah more life to your mumsy and to anyone else out there um, dealing with a bereavement, um, I hope you can uh, find some kind of comfort in the fact that you're not the only one that goes through this kind of thing. Mm. And, you know, it's a day that we all have to struggle with, but... And it's okay to cry. It is. Man them. It is. Mm. Especially. Uh, you know, you have to go through a bit of a grieving process, man. You have to process this. Mm. Mm. Um, I think I was telling you earlier that um, I know a dude who lost his mum and a couple of years later he still hasn't even cried yet. Oh, wow. Um, so, I, I, you know, I don't know what's going on there. Um, mm. Like I say, their funeral was very emotional for me. and um, Yeah, it's important brothers. too. And, um, you know, I think you have to get it out of your system. It's, you know, talk to people, try not to be by yourself. Um, you, you may want to have a little bit of a period where you just go through the motions and you just let it you just let it take over you know, mm, mm. and then you get out of your system and then you know you kind of crack on and, and carry on but yeah. obviously your loved ones are always going to be with you mm. you're never going to forget them and and that's okay yeah yeah and this is you know we're using this episode for sort of you know for for, for Cal to get stuff off his chest and grieve and, and us to move on and let you let you know it's not just you know the, the, this is why sort of the, the last month or so has been a bit peak and the episodes ain't gone on. Life goes on. Um, it just seems that at the minute it's a bit shitty. It is. And, you know, it's not just me. We've had a lot going on in this country, man. Yeah. Um, like, literally the day before mum's funeral. Um, no, rather the day before my mum died, we had the attacks in Manchester. Yeah, because I phoned you on the Monday, didn't I, I think? Mm. And on Sundays, it happened, was it, in Manchester? Mm. I hope I haven't got my uh, it was, dates it was, mixed up. It was something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's mad that something like a like a, like a a teenage, a, a, a kid's concert that teenagers and young people have been going to, mm. that could just, you know, someone could just could just do that fuckery. And then we got the whole, the, Lon- the London Bridge event. Mm. Who, who was the performer in Manchester, was it? Ariana Grande or something Yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. It's your favourite artist, um, apparently. Yeah, got... yeah. I love getting turned up to Ariana Grande. Yeah, man. You've got all her posters and <laughs> her albums. is lit. <laughs> um, How old yeah, is she? Just light some candles and listen to her. Yeah, Drake. <laughs> My squad. Um, I don't know how old she was, but uh, rest in peace to... She's not dead. To... She is. <laughs> well, not... her music's dead, but uh, she is <laughs> Um, but uh, rest in peace to anyone that's ever listened to her music now uh, rest in peace to the people that, that died in that tragedy in Manchester and thoughts are with uh, with their loved ones yeah it's a mad time where we just got to come together yeah. um, you know regardless of 
beliefs or who you are or where mm. you're from and it's not only so much the terrorist attacks of uh you know these these, these random acts of violence against people we're seeing all types of terror attacks you've seen muslims like getting attacked mm. uh, yeah you know that's a that's a that's a terrorist attack depending on like the media hasn't portrayed it like that mm. excuse me these young people are getting attacked by the man blowing himself up the people driving into the into the people uh the person sorry driving into the uh, people on the tra- um on the bridge um you got these young guys especially young like sort of afro-caribbean boys black boys stabbing each other mm. um all this all this fighting recently like just the other day um the police in beckton uh, uh assaulted this young man um and he, he you know he's dead uh so you know you've you really got to just take take time and just just learn just to not not even love everyone like that like a patronizing thing but just take a step back and like my friend Joel said it the other day when the, when the weather was just so hot and it was his peak and the underground he goes as long as you don't get flustered and you take a second to reflect then everything will be all right so let people go in front of you if someone's pushing part like you know all it takes is just to take a step back and be the bigger person or just to breathe That's and it. you know and you know what uh, if there's anything I've learned uh, since losing mum it's that life is definitely too short yep. and I've just let go of all the. I mean I've been a good natured person anyway but all the little bits of malice that I've had towards people anyone that I had a problem with someone I had beef with I've just squashed everything like mm, uh, mm. life's too short man yeah I, negative got, energy yeah you can't got be keeping that energy. I've only That's got it. love in my heart that's how you need to be, man. That's it, man. Because um, the negative energy will consume you, and when even if it's a negative thing of like, say our our female listeners, or say like the man them listening and and their girlfriend or partner or wife coming home bitching about someone at work, and it's like it can consume you, and it's it's a thing where at work I was like this bare working with bare women in it, and obviously you know women are like no offense to, but mm. you can just be bare bitchy and negative, so you just have to rise above it and just be positive and wake up every day and just be like today's going to be good day positive mental attitude you might not even be religious and say yeah i'm like give give thanks to god you might even just not believe in god which is cool which is people's beliefs obviously mm. but you might just think right it's going to be a positive day i'm going to get up i'm going to look forward to doing x y and z i'm going to go get this money i'm going to go provide i'm going to help people i'm going to do whatever and then just you know just each person at a time mm. you know um yeah um it's been cra- it's been a crazy period for me because as I was saying just before mum passed we had the Manchester attacks mm. just after mum passed we had the London Bridge attacks and then um, just like the day before the funeral um, we had the Grenfell Tower disaster yeah um, which I think is now a defining moment in in British history now in regards yeah. to <clears throat> social housing uh, immig- like you know, housing uh, the working class, poor people, uh, immigrants. Um, you know, just it had to change. Shit has to change, man. Cause I, I think we can safely say it's the worst disaster that we've witnessed in our lifetime in this city. I haven't witnessed anything. Yeah, um, in our lifetime, scale of yeah, yeah, Grenfell yeah. Tower. So yeah. if, if you're not familiar with it, if you're from overseas, for example. Um, there was like a, a tower block that housed hundreds of people, um, about five, six hundred people. I think Massive tower block in West London. Um, and um, 
It was recently refurbished. They spent ten million pounds doing a refurbishment on the building, and there was a fire. Apparently, it was a, a fridge freezer. I'm mm. not so sure about that story myself, but well, apparently, that's what saying, yeah. someone's fridge freezer uh, malfunctioned and exploded, caused a fire. And what happened was, when they did the refurb, they put this thing around the building called cladding, um, and that just went up. Poof, it just incinerated the whole block. Highly flammable. Uh, it was a highly flammable uh, material. And didn't they have some sort of piping in the stairwell in the in the fire escape route, like gas mm. piping or something that yeah. wasn't meant to be there? Now the cladding, what the cladding cow was for? What? Well, was someone saying it was it was used to cover up like the eyesore of the building, or was yeah. it meant to be a fire prevention thing? Of what? I mean, I'm not a builder. I'm not a building contractor, so I can't give you the specifics on what's, what materials are supposed to be in use. But that when they did the refurb, they should have spent money on putting in, you know, doing proper health and safety checks, putting in a sprinkler system and putting in... Uh, I think the cladding was used for insulation and they yeah. should have used some fire flame retardant, fire resistant kind of materials. But they kind of cut corners and they ended up using something that was the opposite. It was a highly flammable material. Mm. And, you know... It's caused hundreds of people to lose their lives. I mean, we say hundreds at the moment. I don't, I can't you don't even know the, the numbers. Yeah, I'm hearing stories of like 40, 20, 40 odd people in one room all barricaded in because they were told to stay in their rooms. They were told to stay in their in houses because it was meant flats. in their flats because it was meant to contain the fire uh, and the properties were meant to do that. But uh, I mean, if you think, if you think like flame. But what fire would you doors, do when you've got do, fire doors? In would place, you risk it? That, would you run out? That is supposed to work. Yeah. Would you run out? You try and brave it. You jump out the window. I mean, I'm hearing they dashed a baby out the window. It got caught. Crazy, a baby. How are you going to try and escape? You can't escape. What from do you do? From a high rise block. I think it was from like the tenth floor or something. They threw a baby out of the window. Would you jump out of the tenth floor? I mean, you know you're going to die. Yeah. It it it, it was, was like that. There yeah. was reportedly people were jumping out of the window and yeah. dying. It's and weird. you know they threw the baby out and luckily the baby survived it, it 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 took some damage but it was alive and the people on the ground caught the baby you can't even imagine what that parent was going through yeah to even think oh my god like the only way for my baby to survive is if i throw it out of the window from the 10th floor this is what's upsetting as well is the fact that the families how they suffered and how they're suffering now with the with the names and the bodies haven't been identified and neglect of 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 their basic human right. I know we talk, spoke about human rights in the last episode, yeah. and I was getting on one about certain people that might not deserve full human rights. But these these people that have been put together in blocks, and we, we've all either you know friends that people have lived in blocks or flats, or 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 you visited friends, and it's it could be itch up. You got two bedroom, maybe three bedroom, and then it's a block, block, block. Everyone's on top of each other. Mm. So then it's everyone's just crammed in there. So for this fire, just the just to go like that from zero to to a hundred real quick. There's no way out. It's uh, how they suffered, you know. It is it is the disturbing thing, and and now, you know, they it lacked the water sprinklers. It lacked the uh, the proper protective uh, material. Proper health and fire extinguishers in place. Yeah. Fire extinguishers, basics like that. So, you know, and everyone's trying to point the finger at whoever, whether it's the local authorities, whether it's, you know, the higher government, 
whether it's the, the the companies that came in and did it all. I mean, everyone's to blame. Everyone's just got to take a look at themselves like that and just think, right, you know, the private set, you know, they're selling off land and whatnot. I know everyone's going on about the government. Everyone's just got to look at themselves and just think, fuck. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy theories floating around. I, I don't know about all of that. Um, yeah, people know. believe what they want to believe. I mean, with conspiracy theories, I mean, you can, you can consume yourself with conspiracy theories to the point where it will take it will take your eye off the ball, which is improving mm. yourself as a human. Mm. And I think that's the that's the that's the problem with a lot of conspiracy theories that people get so deep into them that they forget about themselves and they forget how to improve themselves and they got to stay focused on what's re- like what's real, what they can see mm. and what they can pr- you know do. So you know, I, I'm not really buying all that for now, but I don't know. People have different views. I don't know. I mean, I, I, at first. The way that the media were covering the, uh, what happened there at Grenfell, it wasn't really adequate. We weren't getting good information and the best sources of information were coming from the actual residents themselves. I think we're quite lucky that we live in an age where people can use their smartphones and social media, take, yeah. You know, they can take videos and upload it to YouTube and you can find out the truth with a little bit of research. <clears throat> and... Uh, you know, there was there was loads of stories from residents, locals, um, people who survived the tragedy um, that gave us the real story where they were saying the death toll was much higher yeah. than what had been reported at the time. In the news, they were saying, oh, it's like 15 people have died. But that's people have always... else would say, no, it's more like 100. Yeah, but people yeah, people have always known, known the news to be biased yeah. and to be one-sided and people need to look in their own news and find out about the... the the, their own history or their own history with the event so you know that goes without saying but it's just um, you know I hope hope now by the grace of God and the government can come together and, and, and authorities can come together and people can come together mm. just to now to prevent this from happening again um, that the people are rehoused and they're looked after um and you know it's, it's just you know everyone comes together and it's been a massive positive out outcry of uh, support within their community because Labrook Grove mm. and them sides there is really multicultural mm. I know people go carnival once a year and turn up and everyone goes there for the gas but yeah. around there is mad mix you've got loads of North Africans you've got loads of like um, everyone West Africans there you've got West mm. Indians you've got uh, you know British people like white uh, English people should I it's say it's a real melting pot it's real yeah and everyone comes together and the Muslim communities really you know come down and as as mm. everyone has yeah I think uh, they were the first on the scene weren't they there was a, a but there's a st- yeah by. boys pray like boys were praying in the evening and then mm. um, they alerted everyone so and they even ran in the building and saved some people yeah that's deep man that's deep and um, so yeah the, so people around that area have a lot to be thankful for mm. for the Muslim presence there mm. um, as you know as you would expect from most religious people they're, they're good people and they're there to do good natured things they would help in a, in a time of crisis and, and they showed their true colours there yeah. didn't they and if you're contributing if you're giving like money or time or clothes anything like listeners big yourself up like sometimes it's more than just a like or a or a, or a mark, marking your, yeah, not marking yourself safe sorry but putting a picture up or pray for pray for whatever yeah people do that on social media and let them do what they've got to do as well innit? but as long as you're good in your heart and you're helping people you just got to keep it positive 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually popped down there um, earlier in the week. And, um, you know, there was there was a, a real community spirit in the air. Yeah. Um, the people that I saw, I, I, I spoke to some youth workers and some people that were working in the community centres there. Um, they'd set up a little uh, area specifically for Grenfell residents where they can come in and kind of like a, a community support group mm. where they can talk. Yeah, that's important um, now, like helping the people. Is, yeah. After, yeah, there was a... There was, there was a lot of murals up and everything, uh, sort of flowers arranged, boards where you can write messages and sign, you know, I had to pick up a pen and um, and put a few words down. I know there's been some events, isn't it, like to raise money. Mm. I know there's been a big thing and s- certain musicians and artists have been ra- from the area have been raising the profile there. I see some yeah. Big Zoo thing, Big Up Big Zoo. Shout out to Big Zoo. I saw, um, I ran into AJ uh, when I went down there as well. Yeah. You know, AJ's from around Labrock Grove. Um, I saw a, a guy called Ishmael who is uh, one of the locals that's been speaking about what's been going on mm. um, uh, you can look up some of his uh, videos uh, he's a really eloquent really good uh, public speaker uh, so shout out to Ishmael mm. um, and good luck to him with all of his uh, movements um, and uh, yeah there was people that came from afar there was a guy I met he came from Kent there were some other people I met who said, you know, some of their friends were involved in it. Because mm, it affects... People it, seemed quite yeah. together. They seemed to be pulling together and, and looking out for one another. Because it affects everyone because people does. have grown up around there and mm. friends are friends and families and everything. So it's just a bit sad. But, um, yeah, we don't want to dwell on the negative aspect here at Beer Rap Banner. We want to push the positives and stuff. So mm. um, as we're doing a tribute episode and reflecting obviously Cal's uh Cal's uh, mum and then we're touching on the Grenfell Tower aspect as well so yeah we're just touching on that one you know not trying to get you too down listeners but yeah, yeah obviously you can appreciate so, this and it's a serious time I think yeah it's, man it's, it's a very serious time and um you know we wish all of the residents uh that survived the Grenfell Tower tragedy we wish them all the best um and of course, rest in peace to all those who lost their lives. But there is a ray of light. There is some positive uh, news there. Um, when I went down, um, I s- found out that there was a... I-, I don't know how to describe it, but basically an apartment complex in Kensington, in the Kensington area, with about 64 apartments. Okay. That is, has been earmarked for the survivors of the Grenfell Tower tragedy. I should think so. Um, they should be like, doing everything. Like, Yeah, it's a really nice, really posh building with like a swimming pool in it. So hopefully there'll be a, a happy ending for the people that did survive that tragedy. Yeah, I think there was a lot of anger that the government, there wasn't, a, there wasn't an immediate response mm. on the day or the day after. I know Corbyn went down and a few other people went down and chipped in. But, you know, this is a, this is a nation, this is a massive tragedy that, then you know, yeah. Theresa May uh, and all the powers that be should have been straight down their front line, putting the money and the manpower into getting everyone safe and finding the bodies, and then rehousing everyone and looking after the kids and women and and you know what I mean. Mm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of upset people and rightfully so with this government that's uh, that's remained, uh, albeit for uh, albeit not the majority. Mm. I mean, what we want to see is we want to see a quick reaction from the government. And it was sad to see 
how slowly mm. um, they did react. And at first there was talk that um, they were handing out 10 pounds per head for all of the survivors. And it was like, it was, it was it's like, disgusting. W- what is going on? DJ Isla um, did some videos on it on her Instagram. She was upset. And the point she made was, who's going to pay for all of the funerals? for the people that have passed away mm. on the news they're saying it's only 10 15 people clearly wasn't the case oh was that the girl that was say is that the woman who was um interviewed and then mm. she a dj yeah and okay. um and, and she had a point but a lot of uh people have come forward and donated and raised funds and uh the latest thing i heard in terms of donation was that uh arsenal and chelsea are going to donate um their uh prize money if you like from the charity shield the upcoming charity shield where the winner of the FA Cup plays the winner of the Premier League yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. they're going to donate uh, all of that which is about £2 million pounds, uh, to uh, the Grenfell Tower uh, survivors okay. um, or to a Grenfell Tower trust yeah. so, and I, I would like to hope that that money can be used to go towards the funerals um, and the you know any survivors children of the people uh, who passed away um, as well as the uh, the people trying to rebuild their lives people who've lost absolutely everything mm, mm. Um, and uh, yeah there was there was one strange thing I found when, when I went down there which is that you know in a time of crisis everybody's going to be uh, you know wanting to help yeah. and lots of people did donate things yep, like yep, clothes yep. and food and stuff like that and a lot of the food uh, in one of DJ Isla's vid- Isla's videos the, a lot of the food just wasn't getting given to people it was just in a big storage area yeah. and what I saw when I went down there is I saw loads of black bags filled with clothes and what one of the uh, community workers told me was that you know those people in the blocks are just like you and me like they're proud people mm. you know they would go out and buy something brand new they don't really want sort of second hand me downs yeah. and stuff so that stuff was just sitting there. But what they're planning to do is to send it off to Syria. So it's still going to go to a good cause. Yeah. And people that are like, you know, coming from a war-torn environment can benefit from those donations. So I'd like to think there's there's still a, a, a happy ending there uh, in regards to things that have been donated. Um, and uh, it's, it's just an absolute tragedy. It's one that's going to live long in the memory and I think that's why we thought it was quite important to to discuss it on Be a Rap and Battle. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, uh, yeah, our thoughts, thoughts and prayers go out to um, everyone uh, involved in all the recent madness. If you know someone, if you knew someone who knew someone, if you were directly affected, you know, our condolences. And, you know, we're here, uh, you know, in the best capacity that we can be as two podcasters or two mm. just normal people, hosts or just chatting on social media but yeah we thought we had to just get it off our chest and talk about it and um, what with the month has been crazy like i said um yeah i guess if anyone uh, wants to talk about it you can always get in touch with us um beer rap and banter at gmail.com or hit us on social media at beer rap bants on everything uh myself at cal serious yeah and ings lt so yeah man just for this event but uh um, it's pretty deep. It's pretty. It's been it a. Is. It's been a long day. We've been. We recorded our episode, and we've sort of been 
obviously the week and whatnot working and the weather's taken out of us but you know you've always got to have time for people and that's another thing as well listeners just make sure you've got time for time for someone like you might have a a family member or a friend that you don't always check for or or, or, or you know what I mean or, or someone at work or just to say hello I've noticed a lot more people have been a, a lot more like around the way like just anywhere just like oh hello and you know I don't know it's just a wake up call man something has to change because mm. it's all looking mad with with Trump and Theresa May and, and the North Korean leader and um, Putin's on one and the world's just mad so as long as we can just stay positive as human beings and help each other and do our thing try and try and uh, help everyone you get me it's the pain's not going to go away and people don't forget but you know it can make the grieving a, a bit easier but yeah that's uh and um we've also got one more memorial to talk about yeah on a lighter note well yeah we hope it's not a lighter note but it's someone who uh was close to our hearts growing up on a music level mm. um and then as beer rap and banter we do talk about music so it was sort of it was a shock uh to hear that prodigy from mob deep passed away just the other day p houdini p what, what, what did he call himself on that g unit album it was hollywood have vip I didn't listen to the G Unit stuff that he did. Yeah, yeah, you're not missing much, so don't worry about it. Yeah, but yeah, VIP. But he suffered from um, suffered from sort of he had sickle cell mm. and what was he? Forty. My mum used to work uh, with sickle cell. Patients. Oh really? Yeah. I would even say your mum used to work with Prodigy. That would have been. <laughs> that would have been dope. Been <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what was he? Young man, 41? 40, 41. 40, 42, I think. Early forties, but uh. Big, we we were big big fans growing up to Mob Deep. Obviously, I mean, Cal's got his his personal favorite Mob Deep album, and my Mob Deep album is my favorite Mob Deep album is 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 different. Mm. Uh, but we're going to talk about his music and some of his favorite records and and what that meant. So, what's you're more of a um, what's it called? I, I love the infamous, the infamous, the second album, the second studio. Album. Well, if you talk to Mob Deep, they might tell you it's their first official album. They kind of they kind of discount juvenile hell. Yeah, know. yeah, because they were young. Yeah, they were really young. Um, but um, yeah, t- technically it's their second album. And um, it's one of those ones where I didn't really get it as soon as it dropped. It is, It did come at a time within my youth. But I didn't really get it. It was a little bit before I was really into uh, rap music. Um, I think at that time I was probably still listening to Jungle yeah. and uh, listening to one or two things like Wu-Tang and Nas um, and then I started to hear about Mob Deep um, but I think uh, The Infamous dropped in 95 so that was a year when Biggie dropped and uh, there was a lot of other things I listened to and then Hell on Earth came in 96, 96. I think yeah so that means it's possible um could it have been 94 that uh, uh, the infamous dropped? But anyway, 96 for Hell on Earth. So listen, there's a screaming saying, it's this date, it's this date. Man, should know. <laughs> I know we should know, but it's mad late. And we ain't got, it is, we ain't it got is. dates in front of us. But see, I was, it, that is a classic album. Mm. And I and we'll talk about some of the classic records of it and verses. Mm. Um, 
And, and for me, I got I got into Hell on Earth heavily. Yeah. And because I felt it so much, I decided to go back. Okay. And listen to the Infamous. And when I did, it it, it blew me away. It became my favorite Mob Deep project. And um, I just loved, I loved P's. I loved his brashness. Like he was so brave. He wasn't afraid to tackle any topic. He even spoke about it on the interludes about being having sickle cell and being small yeah. and getting getting caught slipping. Like anyone can get caught slipping. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, he's not well and blah, blah, blah. He described his environment. It sounded like a savage environment. Yeah. You know, in, growing up in New York. Projects in the ghettos of America uh, in the 90s. Um, you know, they've made a lot of progress over there now. But back in those times, it did sound like, you know... They were going through a lot of hell with the police and uh, with sort of gangs and, you know, they had to tool themselves up to look after themselves from all of the threats that were out there on the streets. And, yeah. and this music they made came from that environment of kind of like civil war. Mm, I really recommend his book. Uh, I've got it. And um, yeah, it's really interesting to see his sort of journey through music, but then through life as well mm. and growing up and having family in different parts of New York and... So how he got about, man. So, and it's mad. Just the just the legend, just can just you know drop dead and. He it, it, it is it's, it's shocking, man. I mean, for me uh, as a as a recording artist as well that grew up listening to Prodigy, um, you know, he's one of the people that inspired me um, to be, you know, an MC, and also I think he inspired me most in terms of content. Because uh, he was a person, uh, I think we spoke about this previously on a, another podcast um, uh, episode, where you know we spoke about his new album and about how he's someone who continually offers alternative knowledge. Mm. And so for me, at a young age, he was giving me this alternative knowledge stuff that I wasn't hearing about in school, and I was really curious about it. And then it opened my my uh, it kind of broadened my horizons uh, to you know. Being able to talk about more than just, you know, smoking weed, chasing girls, um, and just frivolous things, and to be able to talk about some real serious topics. Yeah, he, he was deep in his rhymes. Mm. He had a lot of, mm. touched on a lot of lot of deep topics in his in his rhymes. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, for me, um, I got into them. I got into them heavy off the strength of Hell on Earth, mm. uh, and then I bought that. I remember going to buy that. I remember. On the day, I think that dropped, and then um, was it super, uh, not Supreme Clientele dropped? Uh, it might before that. Uh, Iron Man, and I had to choose between the two because what a choice! But I wasn't really too much into Ghost at then. But I don't anyway. I went from what I remember, I've, and I've bought the Hell on Earth, and then even the other week I went and bought it again on CD, mm. and I've been pumping it like in my car, um, and yeah, that's just the classic album. Uh, you know, just have a, just heavy on the production. Uh, a lot of the beat, you know, just heavy on the production there. Um, I think he done all of it. And then P's rhymes, and he could just kickstart a tune, kickstart a verse, and he'd just be like, you know, just blow you away. Mm. And and it's some things he'd be saying wouldn't even rhyme or didn't even, you know, just 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 feels like he's chasing the beat or something. And but it just it sounded sick. It sounded sick, and you know. Yeah. One thing I, I got from P was that he was someone who was suffering. 
And um, my favourite track on The Infamous was Drink Away The Pain. Yeah, you say that, um, yeah. And I related to him as being uh, someone who, who went through a bit of pain as a kid as well, with my own problems. Um, and uh, it may be something not everyone can relate to, but um, when you're young and you know, you're struggling with something, um, it's amazing to be able to listen to someone going through exactly the same thing as you and to know that you're not alone. And and P P kind of gave me that man, um, but he also gave me strength because he was like, yeah, you know, he's going through so much in his life and he's a strong guy and this is how he's dealing with it. He was just talking about how he was dealing with the pain and the issues in his life. You know, he just drinks away the pain, even though he shouldn't be drinking. You know, but I mean, what are you gonna do? I think there was another trek. Yeah, where that's no, that's the demons he was fighting with, and that's yeah. what I got from like. You know that the Hell on Earth, like the 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 title track, like the actual record, Hell on Earth, off the album, mm. Hell on Earth. They're touching on some of them subjects, yeah. and that's one of my that's one of my standout standout records on it, of his of all time. You know, obviously we got Survival of the Fittest, mm. Shook One's Part Two, yeah, and then um, Still Shining. Still Shining was just so militant. Yeah, yeah. but just what he was um, saying, you know. Yeah. You know, at peace with myself, like Islam, and you know, but then he's just—he had quotables. He was one of the artists, you you know, they were used for scratching and sampling. But he had quotables. Mm. It was like Guru from Gangstar that had that voice you could just quote and sample. And but P had the quotables. I think his verse from Shook Ones is Part one of two, the most yeah. quoted verses in yeah, hip hop. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. One of the best hip hop verses ever written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you stuck off this realness. Be the infamous you heard of us, official, official Queens Bridge murderers. murderers. Man, that that verse is just it's it's the illest, man. Yeah, I'm only 19, but my mind is older. It's too much, man. Listen, when the things get for real, my warm heart turns cold. Oh man, just and um. Yeah, growing up in Leytonstone as well, um, I was involved in a little bit of, like, I wasn't, like, involved in anything really heavy, but there was always this kind of uh, rivalry with other young men that you would have. Um, and sometimes it did feel like I was in a bit of a war zone. And listening to that music, it kind of, it kind of helped me to prepare for the day, you know, people kind of screw-facing me, mm. sizing me up. Some sometimes people looking at me like, "What is he something to eat? Like, am I gonna jack him?" Or you know, and it just kind of helped you to get ready, prepare yeah. yourself for all of that shit. Toughen you up, <laughs> definitely, definitely. You know what I mean? It's your war. It's your war cry. Just get you oh, ready for hell war. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! You prepare know? war. Be first blood. Be the first. Hey, listen, this karaoke sessions, man. We're gonna play some, play some, play some prodigy verses for you. Um, obviously you the listeners you've got your own favourites and you've got your own special place in your heart for Prodigy uh, and Mob Deep as a whole mm. uh, one of the greatest uh, rap duos out of New York and indeed out of hip hop um, another ill verse from P was on the um, <laughs> I Shot You remix Bruv. the LL Cool J Illuminati want my mind, my soul, soul and my, my body. It's a sick society trying, trying to keep, keep it on me. But I'm a staying in cock. Meet my moves <laughs> strategically, the GOD. Similar to a chess player. Hey, come on. Bro. Just, man. 
He was probably the first rapper openly. He was on this Illuminati talking, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, just all this esoteric knowledge stuff that was unheard of that people weren't really talking about. He was the one that was that started all this wave. Like now, everybody just kind of fires out Illuminati on every track. Yeah, and, you know, no, he was on. He was on it. He was on it. And um, yeah, he was on it when it was taboo when nobody yeah. was doing it. And them lot was about it. Yeah, read the book. Get the book if you ain't read it. Um, I'll lend it to you if you want. I'll bring it, bruv. I need to read that for sure. Yeah, so it's, it's a good read. It's light as well, but um, it's deep. It's I'm you know I'll, I'm gonna revisit it as well. Like I'll let you read it first, obviously. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, listeners, well, whatever your favorite podcast, uh, your favorite podcast. Sorry, we should be your goddamn favorite podcast. I'm joking. Oh yeah. Nah, nah. Why nah, not? Nah. We're getting there. We're getting there, bruv. We've got to do with all these uh, other things. But what your favorite? You know, you obviously got your favorite uh, verse and tune. Um, so make sure you know you just reflect on life, whether it be listening to Prodigy, whether it be uh, watching these Grenfell Tower sort of tributes. Um, if you've lost anyone and they had a special song or a special record, go and put that on and just list, you know, listen to them through that record, if that makes sense, you know, because they'll be talking to you through their favourite record in some way and take that and, and take that on your journey. And just give thanks for what you have got now as opposed to what you want. And, uh, you know, just trying to be be better people. But, yeah, R.I.P. Prodigy. R.I.P. R.I.P. To, to your mum, brother. Thanks, bro. You know, R.I.P. Uh, all the people in the uh, in the tower. Everyone has lost their lives this year. I said, I tweeted, I said, like, 2000, this year needs to end already. I've had enough. I'm sick of it already. It's, it's messed up. It's mad. It's mad. It's mad. <clears throat> um, Where the footballer just dropped dead on the pitch. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but just, 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 it's just been a year. Oh, um, Teote, he like used to play for game. Newcastle. Is it Teote? I think it might be him. Yeah, scored that screamer against Arsenal. Oh, I won't never forget that goal. Yeah, it's a bad boy goal, but yeah, it's a mad. Look, life's too short, like you said, and your time can just go like that. You get me? So, live life to the fullest. Do what you want to do. Mm. <clears throat> Big up Ricky that is always telling me, you know chase your dreams and, 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 and live life and do your thing and make, do what makes you happy ultimately you got to wake up and be happy um, life's too short so go out get that get that job go and speak to that girl go and speak to that fella do it um, don't wait man do it spend your money while you've got it you know I mean save up save your money but treat yourself don't cheat yourself because you can't take it when you're dead that's it that's what my granddad used to say and you're not promised tomorrow. Man. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. So but um, it sounds a bit gay. But carpe diem, man. Seize the day. Live every day like it was your last, man. Cherish the day. Yeah, yeah. But what is promised is a uh, another episode from us in the in the near future. Um, God you know. willing, inshallah, as the Muslims say. Yeah, our Eid Mubarak as well. It's going to be Eid, so we're recording this Saturday night. It's mad late. Um, as you can hear from our voices, we've been putting in the. The work, as I keep telling everyone. Putting that work in. Because um, you know it's going to work out. That's it. Um, so yeah, Eid Mubarak. And uh, everyone, you know, God bless. Kyle, if there's anything you want to you wanna add before we sign off. I think we've pretty much said it all. Um, I'm going to go ahead and finish this drink. Pour some libation out for Mumsy. Yeah. And for Grenfell. And for P. Mm. 
Um, so just be good out there. Look after yourselves. And if you can't be good, be great. Peace. Peace.